KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Let us pray. Bestow on us, we pray, O Lord, the spirit of charity, so that, sustained by the body and blood of your only begotten Son, we may be effective in nurturing among all the peace he has left us, who lives and reigns forever and ever. We ask now the blessing of Almighty God, not only upon our virtual March for Life that takes place today, but for pro-life efforts and initiatives all over these United States. We pray that God will bless, unify, and make effective our efforts to defend, protect, and cherish human life. The Lord be with you. Bow down for the blessing. May the God of all consolation order your days in his peace and grant you the gifts of his blessing. May he free you from every distress and confirm your hearts in his love so that on this life's journey you may be effective in good works rich in the gifts of hope, faith, and charity, and may come happily to everlasting life. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever and ever. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Now join our regularly scheduled program already in progress. Without these interruptions. So there are legal steps that we can take to protect ourselves, and we shouldn't be shy about that. We can do this peacefully, and we could do it legally. We can't just sit there and say, oh, that's fine, you know, whatever they want to do. One woman actually commented on my Facebook page that, well, what was the big deal? It was just a few people coming into the church. Really? Seriously? This is the holy sacrifice of the Mass. And they didn't just come into the church and say, hi, happy Friday. So we, God does not expect us to be doormats, okay? So it's very important that we know our rights, and we have great attorneys at work with groups like the Beckett Fund, the Thomas More Society, American Freedom Law Center, Thomas More Center in uh, southeastern Michigan. All these groups are working very hard to protect our rights, our rights of religious freedom, our rights of free speech. And we do need to make sure that we are ensuring that those laws are upheld. 
because it affects everyone, regardless of where you stand on an issue. So we'll chat with Beth. That's coming up at 28 minutes past the hour. And then something you don't hear all that often, but something we need to hear more of. A married couple talks about their post-abortive experience, their healing experience. Now, Robin actually called in. It was interesting. She wrote to me, and she said, if you're looking for a story of a married couple in post-abortive healing, my husband and I um, would like to share if you want you know, someone to comment, being that this is the day of the March for Life. And I wrote it back, and I said, if I remember correctly, I remember your first name. Didn't you call in to the show a few years ago? and actually share a little bit of your story. Her husband at the time was a little bit too emotional. He didn't feel like he was able to come on the air, but apparently he's going to be joining us. Tim and Robin will both be with us today. But she said, wow, what a great memory. But it just stuck in my mind because her story is very, very powerful. So I think it's important for us to understand that there is so much pain out there connected with abortion, but there is healing available. And it's very powerful when couples speak. We're seeing more and more of this at the Silent No More Awareness Group. If you go on their website, silentnomoreawareness.org, you'll see couples speaking about the pressure and why they decided to abort and what it did to their relationship and how their saving grace was that post-abortive healing that they went through. And now Robin and Tim are involved in post-abortive healing, and they'll join us. And then, as I mentioned, we will wrap up uh, very quickly with our dear sister, Janet Morana, will give us a scene setter, so to speak, as we say in the biz, live from D.C., A reminder, in addition to our great coverage of the March for Life today, Janet and I will be on the Catholic View for Women this weekend, Sunday, Season 12, Episode 8, Proud to be an American. We'll be diving into Catholic teaching on immigration and look at real-life samples. That is coming up at 11.30 p.m. Eastern. If it's too late for you, just DVR it, and then it repeats at 5.30 a.m., the following day. Right now, though, as you can imagine, a very, very busy news day. More attacks from the White House on pro-life policies. Let's get to that right now on this January 29th, 2021, the day of the March for Life. President Joe Biden yesterday rescinding a regulation known as the Mexico City policy that barred U.S. foreign aid from being used to perform or promote abortions. His decision, while expected, cheered by pro-abortion advocates and strongly denounced by pro-life groups. The move also included a restoration of American funding to the U.N. Population Fund and withdraws the U.S. from an international accord that promoted pro-life policies. Meanwhile, the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops saying the Biden administration is contributing to abortions and abortion advocacy in the developing world. The conference issuing their statement yesterday after the president repealed more pro-life policies, saying the executive order is violating human dignity and is incompatible with Catholic Church teaching. They urge the president to use his office for good, prioritizing the most vulnerable, including unborn children. The U.S. bishops also noting that the Catholic Church is the largest non-governmental health care provider in the world, adding the Catholic Church stands ready to work with the new administration to promote global women's health in a manner that furthers integral human development, safeguarding human rights and the dignity of every human life beginning in the womb. President Biden's executive order, by the way, coming just a day ahead of the annual March for Life, taking place in a virtual format for the most part today. And we'll have more on that in just a few minutes with Doug Keck. A new Marist poll sponsored by the Knights of Columbus confirming that while a majority of Americans, 53%, would still identify themselves as pro-choice, Three out of every four Americans, 
76% believe that significant restrictions, even beyond those presently existing, should be placed on abortion in the U.S. On the Senate floor yesterday with this in mind, several lawmakers, including Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, said Biden's latest pro-abortion effort is greatly hurting the administration's calls to bring the country together. An administration that wanted to pursue unity might observe that 77% of Americans, including a majority of Democrats and 85% of independents, don't want taxpayer dollars to fund foreign abortions. This and many other common-sense pro-life policies enjoy broad support from the American people, but the radicalism of the modern Democratic Party seems dug in. Fortunately, political dynamics change, but the moral truth does not. Executive orders can't alter the basic science of human life. So I thank my fellow Kentuckians and all Americans who are participating. We'll see you in person next year. And Senator Steve Daines from Montana sharing a personal story regarding babies diagnosed with Down syndrome and abortion. Babies with Down syndrome are the most endangered on earth. And for me, this is very personal. Just under three years ago, our world was blessed with a sweet baby boy named Andrew. He has Downs. His parents are very close friends. Andrew is a true joy, and his family celebrates his life every single day. Our world truly would not be the same without him. But in the United States, 67%, 67% of babies diagnosed with Down syndrome are aborted. Two out of three. For every person with Down syndrome alive today that you know or you meet, our friends, our family members, loved ones, two more are gone from this world because of abortion. Meanwhile, pro-life members of Congress reintroducing a ban on abortion based on the prenatal diagnosis of Down syndrome in conjunction with today's March for Life. And this year's March, again, as we mentioned earlier, and Doug will have more details on our coverage, will be held virtually. A small group of pro-lifers, though, as we mentioned, will speak in March in D.C. That's happening at noon today. The theme this year, Together Strong Life Unites which highlights the critical role each person plays in building a culture of life. Of course, the event is held annually to coincide with the anniversary of the Roe v. Wade decision that gave us abortion on demand through nine months of pregnancy. The decision came down from the high court January 22, 1973. The Senate impeachment trial of former President Donald Trump is set to begin the week of February 8th, and if you ask most Americans, they will tell you, according to the surveys, the process will cause more division in the country. That's according to recent polls, including one from Rasmussen Reports, which found that voters by a 3-to-1 margin expect the upcoming trial to leave the country more divided than unified. A mere 20% said the trial would have no effect on the country's political division. Texas Governor Greg Abbott says he is promising to protect energy sectors in his state. By the authority invested me as governor in the Constitution and laws of the state of Texas, direct every state agency to use all lawful powers and tools to challenge any federal action that threatens the continued strength, vitality, and independence of the energy industry. The Republicans strongly criticizing Joe Biden during a West Texas roundtable yesterday, saying he would not stand idly by and let the oil and gas industry be threatened. Former President Donald Trump, as Tom Roberts reports, says his meeting with House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy went very well. 
A statement says the two discussed the GOP taking back the House in 2022 and how the ex-president would fit into helping that happen. The statement claims Trump's popularity has never been stronger and his endorsement means more today than perhaps any endorsement at any time. Michigan restaurants can open to dine-in customers on Monday after being closed since mid-November except for carry-out, delivery and drive through They will be limited, however, to a mere 25% capacity with which Senate Majority Leader in Michigan, Republican Mike Shirkley, strongly disagrees. If six foot away makes it safe, then let the restaurants have as much capacity that they can accommodate placing tables six foot away. The last time they could be open, they were at 50% capacity. Many restaurants, however, say the limit is simply too small, and this forces them to stay closed. And finally, in our new segment at about 13 minutes past the hour on this Friday, January 29th, 2021, award-winning actress Cicely Tyson has passed away. Among her roles, a film, the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman back in 1974, where she played a 110-year-old former slave. I am seeing enough years to last two lifetimes. I don't mind seeing a few more, though. He'll know when to call me. When they call me, I'll be ready. Tyson's manager announced that she passed away yesterday afternoon but did not provide details surrounding her death. She was 96 years old. She was one of the first African-American women to receive a reoccurring role in a drama series with East Side, West Side back in the late 40s and was nominated for 16 Emmy Awards throughout her career that spanned from Broadway to television to film. Her movie credits include Fried Green Tomatoes, The Help, the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman, and Sounder. In 2016, she received the Presidential Medal of Freedom, and in 2018, she won an honorary Oscar. The Northeast and the Mid-Atlantic are bracing for heavy snow over the next few days. National Weather Service says a series of winter storms will bring Arctic air, strong winds, and heavy snow into the region. At least 10 states from New Hampshire to North Carolina, have already issued winter weather advisories. And finally, in our news segment, chances are you probably won't be attending the Super Bowl in Tampa, but your face could be in the stands, as Gordon Bird explains. The NFL says there are still openings for its fans in the stands program, using cardboard cutouts to fill in seats left empty at Raymond James Stadium because of the pandemic. The cost, $100 apiece. Part of the money goes to charity. You have to submit your face or faces to the NFL. Requirements include no political slogans, no derogatory comments about any NFL teams, and you must be wearing NFL-approved gear. 15 minutes past the hour. Hope you're having a good day today. It's Friday, January 29th. We will get the inside scoop on all the great coverage coming up from the March for Life. Doug Keck joins us up next on a Friday. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and lighthouse work. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. Hi, I'm Al Cresta. Over the last 50 years, we've had some of the greatest popes since the Reformation era. So why are things such a mess in American Catholicism? How do we analyze and confront the attacks we're facing? How do we identify wolves in sheep's clothing? How do we re-evangelize the baptized? Dr. Ralph Martin makes sense of a church in crisis and shows pathways forward. 
He'll make sense of a disordered world. Go to AveMariaRadio.net, and you'll find it in our online bookstore. Uh, started drinking beer on Saturday nights, uh, sleeping in on Sunday mornings, missing mass, and it just became a pattern and continued. Without God, I don't know where I'd be right now. I know the importance of the Eucharist. I know the importance of the sacraments that I didn't know at a young age. I follow God's will because my desire is to get to heaven. Our, our lives are rich and full by being members of the church. If you've been away from the Catholic Church, visit catholicscomehome.org. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Welcome back, Catholic Connection. Always great speaking with Doug Keck, our President and Chief Operating Officer. Things are going to, to look a little bit different this year, or quite different, I must say. I miss being down there, but God willing, we will be back down there again in full force, in person. But we do have a crew there that will be covering the events and also be tamping into the great work of our friends at the March for Life. So, so Doug, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Normally, I'd be talking to you from uh, right. from down in D.C., but and I know, God willing, we'll be back to a... Uh, the regular programming, hopefully next year, uh, if all Absolutely. things go well. But kind of give us an overview of what we can expect today. Well, you know, at least as far as our coverage last night, obviously we had the uh, the opening mass uh, for the March for Life, and uh, it was a closed event, so it's basically the mass itself. But we brought that, likewise, the closing mass as well this morning. Uh, so that's that's occurring, yeah, obviously, and it's going to encore. Uh, tonight at 6.30, so people can uh, check that out if they missed it. The March for Life itself, which will feature basically some recorded platform talks, probably about maybe up to an hour's worth, and then a small march uh, of some individuals, uh, you know, quote-unquote pro-life leaders who've been selected to have an effectively a, uh, you know, a, a virtual slash kind of, um, you know, um, march uh, to at least uh, represent the rest of those hundreds of thousands who normally would have been there. And that's at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time. People can check that out. And that those events will be covered out of Washington. Um, you would usually be in the field, but this time our, our, our Pro-Life Weekly, Catherine mm-hmm. Pedro and, and Father Patrick will be back in the studio at least, uh, bringing people the events uh, as well as uh, that will run about maybe three hours max. So people can check that out today. And then we've also got some great pro-life programming uh, coming up today, 40, which is a special on Roe versus Wade. That's at 8 p.m. Eastern. Echoes of Our Choices, uh, dealing with infertility, et cetera. That's at uh, 5.30 p.m. Eastern today. Sidewalk Chronicles, dealing with, you know, the wonderful work of uh, crisis pregnancy centers Mm -hmm. tonight at 8 o'clock. So we've got a lot of pro-life. And, of course, we're also rolling into February, so... uh, we, we like to highlight some of our black Catholic programming. We've got the story of Benedict Dazwa, okay, blessed, and also a, a beatification special on him as well. 
Uh, and then we've, we're have we re-airing our old program, Authentically Free and at Last, with Gloria, Deacon Harold, and uh, Damon Owens, who was your confrere usually yes. uh, mm-hmm. at the March for Life as well. And uh, then we've got some other, the Feast of the Presentation of the Lord coming up on the 2nd. So uh, people check out EWTN.com for all the latest programming. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, looking forward to see what things actually look like. Janet's going to be on the ground, uh, and she's going to be uh, checking in with us in about uh, half an hour or so. But uh, it's just so disheartening when you see here we have the, the March for Life today, and just yesterday uh, Joe Biden saying he, you know, who had his inauguration about all this unity, is doing something as Senator McConnell and Senator Dane sends. It adds only to the disunity. When you look at the numbers, Doug, of how many people, even if they identify themselves as pro-choice, are against using tax dollars, their tax dollars, not only for abortion here, but also abortion abroad. Well, I think the thing that um, is always so disheartening, I guess, for for those of us who tend to speak out on a regular basis for the pro-life cause, certainly with you as, as being one of the leaders of that in many ways, certainly in the media, um, is is kind of the surprise and chagrin on the people after they vote for somebody. Right who says he's going to do these things for the most part, maybe, you know, poo-poo's a little bit, and then when they go and do it, and then suddenly everybody looks surprised, like, well, what's happening? Well, this is what you voted for. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, maybe you wanted it to be quiet. It's very quiet. Joe just stays, the president just stays in the White House and, and signs executive orders. Apparently that seems to be what a president does, and... I think he signed 40 already, which has dwarfed anybody else yeah. in the first mm-hmm. week. Right. Um, you know, so uh, that's the. And he kind actually of talked presidency. about well, poo pooed the ruling by executive order before Absolutely. the election. Remember that? Yeah. Listen, mm-hmm. we live in a total world, as, as you know, and you've said so many times on the air, where, quite honestly, I'll say the liberal progressives accuse everybody of all the things that they're guilty of mm-hmm. so you'd have riots it's it's the trump supporters uh, you know obviously can't defend what happened at the capitol but nobody talks about all the horrible things that happened in washington around washington last year uh four years ago when trump was there it wasn't quite as bad but it was pretty bad um, and then you also have everything that happened during the summer. So you have all of these things, like you just said, they they espouse unity and do everything to breed disunity. I mean, right. what is the progressive uh, perspective? It's totally about separation, identification politics, right, identity politics, all of that stuff going on. Um, you know, and uh, separation of people by what they look like or how they sound or where they came from. Like, the total opposite of everything that I can honestly say people who considered themselves progressives in the 60s and 70s would have thought progressives would want. Remember the days when at college campuses that was a place where you could speak out and they encouraged it? They encouraged a diverse viewpoint? And right. now, I mean, you can't say anything accord- uh, it, that, that just even goes slightly away from what the extremists believe and want to continually put out there. They're starting to even attack their own. Last week, um, this is probably over a week ago now, before the inauguration, Chuck Todd was saying that Biden better live up to his promises with the vaccine or his presidency is going to be a failure because it's going to be you know, hinging on this whole thing as he made all these promises about covid and he gets attacked, and people in the media are calling for him to resign. He he says one thing. 
Well, it's a, it's a total group think. It's a total we're all on the same team and we all think the same thing, don't we? As they look to each other. And they, they constantly look because nobody wants to But that's not be, journalism. It's not supposed to be journalism. Of course not. But also at the same time, not only are these people a group think, they're afraid themselves. They're, they need to virtue signal immediately because somebody might look at them and say, well, do you agree with Chuck Todd then? Oh, what about you? And that's what everybody's afraid of. Everybody wants to be in the club. Everybody wants to be protected. It's why you see those virtue signaling, the off-use expression, but that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Limousine liberals, luxury liberals, whatever you want, you know, bonfire the vanities. It's easy to feel bad for poor people and immigrants as you drive through their neighborhoods in your limousine because it doesn't cost you anything. Well, yeah, then you have John Kerry who's talking all about climate change, and yet doesn't his family still own a private plane? Uh, it's a jet, and, and and he lives on the coast, and uh, you know, if he's so worried about the water coming up, and it's amazing. Again, what we have are these people. They, you know, in Star Trek, there was the people who were the st- uh, the the stratus dwellers. They lived up above everybody else, and they were the elites, and they could see better than everybody else, and they were smarter than everybody else. And effectively, we have this kind of mentality, this Olympus-like understanding, where these people are like the little go- mini gods, the demigods, who really understand and control the way the world should be, because they're so much smarter and know so much more, and they really want to do the right thing for you, even though you're too stupid. Stupid to, to figure it out. That's that's why we need to Absolutely. be deprogrammed. We right. have to be deprogrammed. Absolutely. So, are we going to be covering the camps the when they start deprogramming? Should, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. has been deprogrammed off television. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's just um, it's just amazing to me. That's why we have to support networks like ours. So, Absolutely. so important. So, the best way I know you'll be having everything online as well. But ewtn.com radio starts at eleven, then the TV coverage right. at eleven thirty. Correct? Absolutely. Everywhere on every platform, we're pro life. Amen. We are your pro-life radio and TV networks and your online pro-life resources as well. Doug, have a great week, and we'll talk next week. God bless. More pro-life news coming up next. We go to Columbus to do a follow-up on the uh, incidents that happened last week. Actually, a week ago today. Stay tuned. Having trouble with your car radio? No worries, the Guadalupe Radio Network has just released our new version of our app. With the app, you can get a crystal clear connection of your local station no matter where you are. You can also listen to podcasts of past shows and find more ways to connect with us. Getting the new app is easy. Just search the App Store on your phone for the Guadalupe Radio Network and either download it or if you already have it, choose the update option. Happy listening! Hello, my name is Liz Mertz. My husband Bill and I own Mastertech Auto Repair in Plano. We are proud sponsors of Catholic Radio. Our family has been parishioners of St. Gabriel's and McKinney for many years. Mastertech is a full-service auto repair for all vehicles, from oil changes to complete engine replacement or transmission service. We are located just across the street from St. Mark's Parish in Plano. You can contact us at 972-578-1841 or www.mastertechplano.com. Thank you, and may you have a blessed day. I'll bet you know by now that Amazon Smile is a great way to support your favorite charity. And supporting the Guadalupe Radio Network while you shop is easy. Step one, just start off at smile.amazon.com. Step two, choose La Promesa Foundation as your charity. La Promesa Foundation is the parent company of Guadalupe Radio Network. And step three, enjoy your shopping. 
Amazon will donate a portion of your purchase to the La Promesa Foundation, and it doesn't cost you any extra. La Promesa Foundation and Guadalupe Radio Network, thank you. Hi, this is Erin Brown, the master teacher with Aquinas Writing Advantage, the middle and high school online writing program with homeschoolconnections.com, the online Catholic curriculum provider with over 450 courses and a sponsor of this station. Your student can meet with me, with other writing professionals, and with students from around the world online for live, interactive classes, or get unlimited access to recorded courses. It's online Catholic learning for your homeschooling family with homeschoolconnections.com. We are, as Doug said, people of life, and this is your Pro-Life Radio Network, your TV network, and your online source for all things life, EWTN.com, AveMariaRadio.net. Don't forget, radio coverage of all the events in Washington begins at 11 a.m. Eastern, and then the TV coverage, 11.30 a.m. Check it all out, EWTN.com. We go back to the Midwestern city of Columbus, Ohio, our dear friend and sister and pro-life amazing warrior, Beth Vanderkoy, she's the executive director of Greater Columbus Right to Life. If you recall, she joined us on Monday, uh, just two days after the um, incident at the cathedral and also an event that affected one of her peaceful rallies interrupted by the same group. So, Beth, what's the latest? Folks want to know because I think people were, were very relieved at, at how um, peacefully the Catholics responded, but at the same time raising concerns with we're not supposed to just be doormats. We have rights, and, and we can use the laws to protect us, as we should, because if we're protecting our free speech rights, we're protecting the free speech rights and the right to assemble for others. So what's the latest following the incidents last week in Columbus? Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you, and good morning. And I guess the first thing I want to tell to people is not to make the mistake that just because they don't see a lot of action, not to think that things are not happening. Good. Uh, sometimes good strategy and good legal policy uh, require a little bit of uh, discretion as, as things get sorted out. Mm-hmm. So, good point. Um, th- that's the case with both us, and while I do not speak for the bishop, um, I know that they are evaluating a lot of responses at the, at the diocese. So uh, in the last few days, um, we have responded uh, we have responded at Greater Columbus Right to Life in a number of ways. Uh, if you'd like to see some of the ways that we have done that, uh, you can go on to our website at gcrtl.org uh, slash uh, woe-2021, or it's right on our, it's on our menu. Um, and uh, we have started by writing a very comprehensive letter to the editor of the local paper. Um, if they will not publish it, we're going to take out ad space. Uh, we've also followed up with the Ohio State, uh, the Ohio State House team, uh, to point out all of the places where they did not enforce the laws and the terms of our rental. Um, I want to make it very clear to people: this was not a case of dueling protests. We were holding an event. Our event is a somber event. It's a memorial. It serves a little bit more like a funeral mm-hmm. than a lot of other events that they were allowed uh, that they were allowed to interrupt. Um, and uh, so we have responded, and we quite frankly have asked them to prosecute as the law outlines, and we've laid that out uh, in our letter, which is shared on our website. Uh, I've also seen a tremendous outpouring of support. You know, we have more people than ever who are looking forward to joining us for 40 Days for Life, or, you know, often a lot of uh, the Knights of Columbus 
councils and a lot of the men's groups that manage, that manage you are asking if they can come to help stand wow. with our sidewalk counselors and to be there. Um, you know, the uh, I'm not even calling them protesters. I'm calling them disruptors. The disruptors came back to the cathedral on Sunday. They stood outside. Uh, they have the right to stand outside of the cathedral. Um, the same right that we have to stand and pray on the outside sidewalk, the abortion, the abortion facilities, clinic. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can stand and pray a sign that says "Don't go to this church" or "Don't be pro-life." Um, the issue, of course, is, is when they violently and obscenely and vulgarly broke into the cathedral and were shouting obscenities and vulgarities and "We hate you." Uh, and interestingly enough, we finally heard from some of the pro-abortion coalitions uh, yesterday. The Ohio Coalition for Reproductive Choice issued a, a statement. Uh, basically, uh, you know, the the TLDR, as the kids say, is that you guys deserve this. Oh, um, okay. And, Thanks very <laughs> much for that. Yeah. Right. Uh, it says, and I quote, as faithfully pro-choice advocates for reproductive health, rights, and justice, we at Ohio RCRC lament a lot of things. But let us be clear, the momentary and nonviolent interruption of an anti-abortion mass is not one of them. Uh, and so they go on, uh, and, and so first of all, uh, uh, I think a lot of people uh, believe it is a very violent thing to desecrate a cathedral moments before the consecration. Um, uh, it, it was a violent thing for our children to witness. So... Um, you know, they're just trying to change the narrative. Uh, you know, it's always our a, fault. What they do, they project on us. So, so basically, right. what they're saying is they claim that they want to unify and that they, you know, support all these things in terms of free speech, but only if the free speech agrees with them. Only if "quote unquote" religious freedom agrees with what they say this is this is disgusting to sit there and to not have the courage to say oh you know what we agree with as you just said beth you have a right to protest outside you have a right to do this blah 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 you don't have a right to interrupt these different things that that we hold near and dear it's it's so ridiculous and this is why people need to hear this it it truly is and i will say so first of all if we remember it was about two years ago uh, that Monica and some others from Michigan, I believe, yes. you know, they restarted the, the Red Rose Rescue. And I, I will say, um, for those who don't know, the purpose of the Red Rose Rescue is that uh, abortion or uh, uh, abortion clinics, p- people who are pro-life quietly went into abortion clinics holding red roses uh, and handing them to women about to have an abortion. We did not participate. Um, and I think everybody who participated in that knew they were going to get arrested. They did mm-hmm. it lovingly and with a willingness to accept the consequences. Right. I believe that Monica and her crew were found guilty by a pro-life judge who said, you know, these are good people, but what they did is not legal. Um, and they were found guilty within like 20 or 30 minutes um, because they were arrested and they were prosecuted. Uh, and... Uh, again, I'm, I'm not trying to tell people to go start storming the, the clinic doors because I don't think that is going to be especially helpful in this case. But I think it just shows you that there is such there is such a double standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not a, with a name like Vanderkoy. I'm not Italian, but even my Italian is that <laughs> So 
<laughs> well, you know, Monica's made a name. I don't know if you know this as Miliarino, so so she's uh, uh, yeah. she's Italian as well. But Beth, in terms of of getting the word out, my concern is that as Bill Donahue said in his excellent column that that I posted on my Facebook page, two as far as I know from what he said, and this was as of last week. There may have been other media, but you had the Columbus Dispatch, you had one TV station, and then uh, you know the AP wasn't there, the big networks weren't there. Had this been the opposite, had this been um, pro-lifers disrupting something, then they would have been all over it. Have any other media taken responsibility for ignoring this event in your area at all? To my knowledge, um, aside from the what I would call more of the sec- uh, more of the Catholic media, and we're also picking up uh, some attention from the more main mainline Protestant media, Good. Good. but. I haven't seen anything in the uh, in the I guess the secular the secular news. Oh. Well, see, this is what I said on my on my Facebook page is that we need to, um, as you said, the editorial that you're writing is very good. And you need to follow that up, as you said, if they don't publish that letter with with uh, taking out ads. I doubt if they'll they'll turn down your money, uh, because you know the bottom line is is very important to them. But we people in Columbus need to call out the stations and say, why weren't you there? What what's going on? Now, especially if right. they're if they're buying advertising or working for companies that buy advertising. Beth, we're out of time. Thank you so much for the update. Keep us posted. Go to the Greater Columbus Right to Life website, gcrtl.org, for the latest information. Thanks, Beth. She's the executive director of the Greater Columbus Right to Life. Continuing our pro-life discussion this morning, a couple tells their post-abortive story. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dave Palmer with a reminder to download the Guadalupe Radio Network app on your smartphone. It's very simple to do, and once you have the app on your phone, you can listen to a crystal clear signal of this station, KTH 910 AM, 24 hours a day, anywhere you are. If you have any questions about our app or need help setting it up on your phone, contact me through email, davepalmer at grnonline.com. Did you know that any Catholic man can join the Knights of Columbus who is 18 years or older? By joining the largest Catholic organization in the world, you can become a better husband, a better father, a better friend, and an overall better Catholic. All you have to do to join is go to knights.net and click join. That's K-N-I-G-H-T-S dot net. This starts your journey as a knight and will give you complete access to all of the fraternal benefits of the Knights of Columbus. Thank you for listening to the Guadalupe Radio Network and being part of the family. Families pray for each other. We would be honored if you would let us pray with you and for you. You don't even have to tell us your name. Just go to our website, grnonline.com, or call our prayer request line and leave us a message at 800-395-4008. That's 800-395-4008. We will be praying for you every day. Hi, this is Bob Dwayne with My Mutual Mortgage, a sponsor of KATH 910 AM. My wife, Norma, and I have been longtime supporters of the Guadalupe Radio Network. We are praying for our country and all that are affected by the coronavirus. The drastic fluctuations in the market have caused mortgage rates to drop to record lows. If you'd like an analysis of your mortgage situation, we can be reached by calling 817-527-3166. That's 817-527-3166. My Mutual Mortgage is an equal housing lender, NMLS 12901.
know, we can and I can do this, you can do this, I'm sure, especially if you're in the pro-life community and working in the pro-life ministries. We can all cite the numbers, not that we ignore the numbers of abortions, 62 million since abortion was legalized, and that's the ones that we know that have been uh, reported, 62 million plus. Uh, we can talk about a lot of things statistics-wise, and I don't think we should eliminate those numbers, but I do believe one of the most important things we can do is to share why we are pro-life. And if you have an abortion in your past, what abortion did to you that it wasn't the be-all and end-all that you thought it would be, and how abortion healing, post-abortion healing helped you. And that's why we have this beautiful couple on with us this morning, Tim and Robin Kutu. And they actually called into Catholic Connection a few years ago uh, when I was in Washington for the March for Life. And I was doing the show from our Washington, D.C. affiliate there. And at that time, we didn't get a chance to talk to Tim. But Tim and Robin are joining us this morning. And thanks again for reaching out. And, Robin, let me go to you first. Just briefly share your your story as it relates to abortion and post-abortive healing. Well, good morning, Teresa. Yes. Um, so my story, we, my husband and I were dating and, and in college. And we found ourselves pregnant at 19 years old. And tragically, we decided to have an abortion. Um, we ended up getting married two years later, and quite honestly, the marriage was a mess. Uh, you know, by the grace of God that we were together, because 80% of couples studies show 80% of couples that have abortions don't don't make it. So we did get married, but the the marriage was not not good. Um, and by the grace of God, uh, 23 years after the abortion, I was led to a Rachel's Vineyard mm. retreat. And the healing started then, and I attended, and then Tim attended the retreat three months later. And, uh, you know, that journey began. Not an easy one, but a beautiful one, and just filled so much with God's, with God's grace. 23 years. Tim, let me go to you. Why do you think you waited uh, so long? Did you not know that post-abortion healing was, was available? And what was, what was it, do you think, two questions, first of all, about the abortion that was causing the problems are led to a number of the problems in your relationship well uh teresa for for me it was denial um i knew there was something wrong in our relationship but i couldn't put my finger on it um our relationship i mean it really was difficult marriage can be difficult and you throw in an abortion it becomes even more difficult and i didn't know there was a problem i about it, she would miss that child uh, immensely, and I was a, a man who put his head in the sand, and I, I, I did a lot of uh, drinking, and inside I knew there was something wrong, but I didn't know what, and mm-hmm. when Robin went on the Rachel's Vineyard retreat, I saw what happened. She came home a different person, and she insisted that I go, and I actually went unwillingly to Rachel's Vineyard, and I came back with a whole new perspective and our faith uh, we became entrenched in our catholic faith and from there our our marriage turned around completely mm, wow we're talking with robin and tim kutu and they're sharing their post-abortive healing story tim the second question uh why do you think it took 23 years was it that you, you mentioned the denial uh, was there something that clicked uh, you said you saw the, the the change in in robin but along the way did you ever connect any of the struggles that you were having with the abortion I really, um, whether I, I didn't want to, uh, and admit that there was, that that was the problem, the root cause. I really wasn't that, uh, familiar with our relationship was never really, uh, steady. 
after the abortion, but I don't think I connected the dots. And and then when Robin uh, went on the retreat and came home and talked about it, it all became very clear, mm. I believe, to both of us what the problem in our relationship was. So, Robin, how did you find out about uh, post-abortive healing ministries, and in particular Rachel's Vineyard? You know, um, it's so interesting. I ended up working one day in a, in a different office than my normal office, and on the desk was a bulletin from a church. <laughs> and uh, in the in the bulletin, I mean, this is God's God's grace, right? In the bulletin yep. was a Rachel Vineyard retreat, and um, the, and the retreat was actually five days later. So I found the bulletin, and the retreat was five days later, and I just. I knew. I knew it was time. I needed to face this. I just knew it. And, you know, Tim had mentioned our marriage before and after the retreat. We talk about our two marriages, the one we had before our retreat and before we started turning to God and, and filling him in our, putting him in our marriage and the, and the, the marriage after when, and it just, you, you just can't compare the two marriages. This one is beautiful and we're so blessed. We are so blessed. So I'm so grateful that Bulletin was, was on that desk. Well, that was what I call a godsonance, young lady. You know that, right? That God placed it there, and you just happened to be in that particular office that particular day, just a few days before the retreat. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And people say that God doesn't pay attention, and that's why Scripture tells us every single hair on our head is counted. By the way, the website for Rachel's Vineyard, if you know a couple affected by abortion, you think they might be able to to be helped, and and these ministries are phenomenal. Rachel'sVineyard.org, Rachel'sVineyard.org. So, Robin, you mentioned that very high statistic in terms of how damaging an abortion is to a, a marriage. What is it, do you think, that causes that that division and the problems? Your thoughts. Oh, I mean, there's just this, as soon as that happens, there's just there's just a crack. There's a crack in the relationship, and if a, if a couple can communicate about it, um, certainly that would help. But you know, the woman very often goes into a pushing down mode. She can't face what has happened and what she's done. Uh, the man also does not want to come to terms with that he didn't protect his girlfriend or wife. Um, so I think that that is it. I mean, there's just a crack in the relationship. And I and I did want to mention, I didn't know if I'd have an opportunity. Um, also, we got involved with, um, well, I got involved with Sisters of Life, have wonderful oh, resources and resources. Yeah. Um, and they're the sistersoflife.org. You can look them up. And then also the diocese, um, Project Rachel uh, events. Uh, I know I'm in the Diocese of Rockwell Center, so I've attended those events. So these are all wonderful resources. I mean, there is help, and we just want to bring hope. I mean, you know, again, by the grace of God, we've had two different marriages, and it's possible to heal. And even if the woman had an abortion not with her husband, that is going to affect the marriage, right? Mm-hmm. So these, it's, anything is possible with God. There's so much healing. Yeah. And Tim, let me give you give me the the final word as we wrap up. And by the way, we've been sure, chatting with sure. Tim and Robin Kutu about their uh, abortion experience and, and the amazing difference that God made in their lives through post-abortion healing. What do you say to the men out there who, who are struggling right now who may have an abortion in their past as well? Uh, please get help. Um, you know, a, a lot of times when a woman has an abortion, the man, uh, as I did, stands up on the side and says, whatever you want whatever you think is right and does not protect his girlfriend or wife, like Robin said. And I, I think we try as men to push it down and not show those feelings. 
and we battle that. And I think it's very important that uh, they do go out and get help because um, we never want to see uh, our woman in pain and we want to protect her. And there are so many avenues for help. And when I went on the weekend, the Rachel's Vineyard weekend, there were other men there. And there were also, uh, there was a priest there that um, was involved in abortion experience. And it really opened my eyes to how um, insidious uh, the abortion experience is in, 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 I guess, in the world, in our society. And we're told everything's okay, mm. it's okay, it's legal. And it does so much damage. So please help. And the Catholic faith is is so wonderful in helping out with the post-abortive experience. Well, God bless you guys. I hope you continue to give your testimony because it's so important that we share our stories. Tim and Robin Kutu from uh, the East Coast, from the New York area, sharing their post-abortive healing story. Thank you both so much for your courage and your witness and your transparency. Rachelsvineyard.org, and I would also highly recommend silentnomoreawareness.org. Janet Morana, the co-founder of Silent No More, is in Washington. She joins us up next. Now think about the details, the little, little details that God worked out so that Robin would be in the place where she would just happen to see the bulletin sitting on the desk, and just a few days later, there was a retreat. Coinkydink? I think not. Every hair on our head is counted. There is healing. There is forgiveness. Don't allow yourself or a loved one to be trapped in abortion. That's exactly what the devil wants. We'll be right back. This Ave Maria program is brought to you in part by the nonprofit CMF Curo. Your search for affordable health care stops here. Since 2014, CMF Curo has provided Catholics with affordable health care sharing that goes beyond insurance. With programs that cost less than many COBRA and ACA-sponsored plans, CMF Curo is a Catholic health sharing experience that enables you to live fully alive while saving money. Call 1-833-GET-CURO to find affordable Catholic health care now. That's 1-833-GET-CURO. We need EWTN Radio for the reason that Mother Angelica founded this entire enterprise. She always saw this as a spiritual growth network. It was to be an enterprise in media that reached people in all aspects of their life. She saw this as a a holistic approach to reaching the whole person in the middle of the world and bringing them truth and life. Raymond Arroyo thinks Catholic Radio is important. So should you. The EWTN home video highlight for January is A Wolf in Sheep's Clothing 2, The Gender Agenda. For two centuries, the ideologues of socialism or communism have used deceptive word jugglery to rebrand themselves as liberals or progressives. Order your DVD at EWTNRC.com, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Or call 1-800-854-6316. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. 
Busy morning, wrapping up a busy hour with our dear sister, Janet Morana from Priest for Life, Defending Life on EWTN, and of course my co-host on The Catholic View. She's also the co-founder of the wonderful Silent No More Awareness Campaign, which we were just discussing. So, Janet, you are in D.C., and it doesn't look like the Washington that we know and love, does it? Good morning. Share what's going on. No, good morning. No, it doesn't. You know, I was just, I don't know, shocked. You know, um, there's homeless tents and encampments I saw by Union Station, uh, about a block from the Supreme Court, well, two blocks over. Um, Just the kind of stuff I saw when I was out in November visiting my daughter in L.A., I saw, I can't tell you how many homeless camps I saw out there uh, with tents all together on the sides of roads and everything. Well, now I'm seeing them here in D.C., and this is this is, I don't know, shocking, scary. I don't know what. Uh, and then the fencing that you saw put up. You know, I kind of thought it was fencing just around the Capitol. No, Teresa, it goes for blocks and blocks. Like you can't. Okay, picture this. It's not just a, the Supreme Court that's fenced in. It's the whole street for blocks behind it, down that side street. You know that one that angles in and you get in front of the court. That's all blocked off and, and still has the barbed wire. And then every so often there's National Guard guys behind the fencing with their guns and everything standing there on guard. And then the, the Senate buildings, you can't even get near them. The same fencing is all around the building. In fact, by the I think it's the Hart building, there's another building. It looks kind of like a little church kind of building. Well, they're behind the fencing. I don't know how they get in to go whatever that building's for. I, I just have, I have never seen so much fencing around all the public property in my life. Never. And the barbed wire above it and the National Guard still standing there guarding. It's very sad. It's very, very sad. We look like a communist state here. We really do. Um, It's scary. So what are are your plans um, uh, today for for the march? When will you be gathering? And and I know there's going to be a lot of security as well. Yeah, there is. Well, um, we're going to be giving... um, I'll be getting, a, like, on my phone a text message or an email message telling me where to go, um, where we have to check in. So not sure we're going yet, but we're going to be there. <laughs> and um, when we get there, we'll be checked in. Uh, we've been told we're going to get a March for Life mask. We have to wear that uh, because that's how we'll be identified as belonging in this group so that no one else could infiltrate or be with it shouldn't be there. I guess they're afraid. Um, that the anarchists and these other ones, as you know, have attacked us in the past. Last year at the Supreme Court, there was those women uh, that were trying to block the silent and more women from giving their testimonies. Um, so we all will have a March for Life mask and a rose, and uh, and then we'll be marching. But we won't be able to get, uh, they they said we're going to march to the behind the Supreme Court. I thought we were going to get to lay roses on the steps behind the court, but you can't. Uh, the fancy goes for blocks. So um, I guess we're just going to get there and symbolically stand, I guess, and say a prayer uh, outside the court. I don't know. We'll have to take the lead <laughs> yeah. you know, with Jeannie Mancini and the wonderful people. You know, we have to pray for the March for Life. You know, Teresa, this is a ma- the major event of the year, as you know. The mm-hmm. expo was canceled. Priest of Life will normally big exhibit is. And you have about 100 exhibitors with that thing. The convention was canceled. The Rose Dinner was just virtual. Um, it, it's really, really sad, um, you know, to see that. So uh, why the approach? I'm wondering the different approach with with the homeless. I mean, as Catholics, we're all we're all for you know helping the homeless, obviously, and those in need, which the Catholic Church does um, probably one of the best right. uh, that does that. But do, do you know why they're they're doing this in terms of the encampments? Uh, any idea? Or? I I don't know. I, I don't know. All 
you know, um, there are shelters. You know, there are places they could be taken. Matter of fact, for years when I came to D.C., um, there's a, a homeless shelter um, right behind the Hyatt. Recently, right. You know, there's mm-hmm. a homeless shelter mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And I remember uh, years ago when you were allowed to do these things, I remember delivering after an event food there uh, yeah. to, to the homeless shelter. Uh, and one time, I have some funny stories. I pulled up, and I had all these box lunches. And they wouldn't let me bring bring them in to the shelter. So I just opened up the trunk. I had uh, a friend driving us, and I said, would you like, and we were just handing out the food, <laughs> the box of lunches mm-hmm. that were left over from a conference, you know. So I've been aware that there's a homeless problem, and uh, even up in New York. But uh, lately what's happening is they're just letting them live all over the streets, and that's yeah. very, very difficult, very difficult. All right, my dear. Well, be safe, lots and we'll be watching. About. Yes, lots <laughs> to pray about. And uh, we know there's a small march, much smaller than usual, but we pray for, for peace and uh, for the opportunity to still speak truth in love. And we're going to be watching. Our coverage starts at 11 on the radio an hour from now, and then 11.30 on EWTN. Jenna Morena is the co-founder of the Silent No More Awareness Campaign, executive director for Priest or Life, the host of Defending Life on EWTN, and my co-host on the Catholic View for Women, which is coming up again on Sunday evening. You have a blessed weekend. Be safe. Pray for life. And don't be afraid to witness about the truth, especially sharing the resources that we have here at EWTN, Priest for Life, the March for Life, all of the above, and then some. We'll talk to you on a Monday. Ciao, ciao. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E Maria Radio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. Transmitting the treasures of our Catholic faith to your radio every day. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. We have got some good news. The new version of the Guadalupe Radio Network app is out now. The new version offers big improvements with even more on the way. You'll be able to find and listen to your station no matter where you are and switch between our English and Spanish stations with ease. Missed your favorite GRN show? You can find all past episodes as podcasts on the app. To download or update the app, search your app store for the Guadalupe Radio Network. Looking for a Catholic university where the greatest works of Western and Catholic tradition are the foundation for learning, all in an environment that is faithful to the magisterium? Recommended by the Cardinal Newman Society, the University of Dallas offers an exceptional liberal arts education, preserving the wisdom of the past while preparing students for world-changing futures. Academically excellent, always faithful. Apply today at udallas.edu. Blessed be God, blessed be His holy name, blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man, blessed be the name of Jesus, blessed be His most sacred heart, 
Blessed be his most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary Most Holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth, and North Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 